0: Joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, Darren F. Darren A is ready for action. Darren A?
1: Yeah, version A.
0: <laughs> okay, you t- Darren, Darren A or Darren F, and confusingly, Darren B or Darren G.
1: Uh, I'd like to be known as Darren version 2, please.
0: Oh, uh, so, Foreman and Gargett, or Foreman and Gargles, from this point on. So, Animal Crossing, then. This is a slightly unusual sort of podcast because there's obviously nothing to talk about narratively, um, and we may well not have played all the games in the series. I'm certain that I haven't. Uh certainly haven't played the latest one because it's not out over here yet, and the 3DS is region locked, but we'll talk a little about New Leaf later. The um, first thing I wanted to say before, before and as we do our histories with Animal Crossing, is Foreman. Um I honestly was expecting right up until like an, about 2 hours before we started recording for you to say what am I doing on the animal crossing show I've never played that game.
2: No oh, but I have played that game so it would be a strange thing for
0: me to say. Well it would but do you see where I'm coming from like I don't mean to pigeonhole you or you know typecast you but you are well known for liking sort of very uh action-oriented, kind of, uh, you know, often violent games. Ninja Gaiden, Saints Row, Binary Domain, Space Marine stuff like that though these are these are the games that you particularly tend to enjoy Um, and when we once before attempted to schedule a Scribblenauts show which is perhaps more in line with something like Animal Crossing in that it's kind of cutesy and not like a a normal game type game in some ways uh, you were like well I've never played Scribblenauts Um, and it was a mistake and so I had this kind of sense that maybe I'd ballsed up, maybe the spreadsheet was wrong and you'd never played Animal Crossing. So what is your history with the Animal Crossing franchise?
2: Well, my history is, it's nothing particularly amazing, it's just that one of my friends got it for the GameCube, like Mm -hmm. uh, back when I was going to college, and he stuck it on and he was like, hey Darren, check this out. So I went over and checked it out and I was like, what the hell are you doing? You're just wandering about like talking to guys and (laughs) weeding a garden and looking for (laughs) bugs and shit like that, you know? This is amazing! Get me on in this action! (laughs) And uh, basically, you know, like, he kind of went out. I took over the console for the next three weeks. (laughs) And uh, I just had a damn good time with it, you know? I mean, there was no hype built up for it. Um, It was just completely out of left field Uh, as a game that happened to be in the flat at the time that caught my attention.
0: So, did you. Is that it for you, or did you then get Wild World on the DS or the Wii version?
2: I did get the DS version. Um, that, for me that came out quite a bit later didn't it
0: a couple, well yeah, in Europe it was about a year and a half later
2: yeah because I mean I remember getting that when it came out um, I think I possibly ordered an import version but I'm a little hazy on that mm-hmm.
0: yeah it came out in Australia before and USA um, so that's quite feasible uh, Gargett, what about you this, uh, this, see, this strikes me as very much your sort of a game. It's Nintendo. It's uh, it's adorable. It hasn't like got you. a story. It hasn't got a story. <laughs> like it's me. all it's all about haircuts. <laughs> like you.
1: Right. So when I first saw Animal Crossing or Animal Forest, as I yes. as I first saw it, I yes. was I was intrigued because it it sort of didn't look like well it didn't look like anything Nintendo made previously and. I I just seen screenshots of this like you know this Japanese exclusive game for the 64 DD was it
0: I think mm. so
1: and I was just like, it was
0: supposed to be originally I think in the end it came out on a cartridge possibly mm. rather than a, a, the the 64 DD
1: and then it, uh, it sort of disappeared and I was like mm, I don't know where that's gone and 64 is now you know defunct and not worth anything um, and then I started getting it confused with the game on the GameCube called Cubivore which featured yeah. sort of weird animal like creatures but very box like.
0: Yeah, yes, a friend of mine uh, played some Cubivore That's a quirky import-only title, I think I don't think it came out over here
1: Yeah, and um, so when I was over at videogamesplus.ca I was like, hang on, what's Cubivore? And I was looking at it thinking, that's not what I'm looking for And Mm. then I imported Animal Crossing for the GameCube And played it every day for ages In the little Mm. independent game store in my town
2: (laughs) That's actually where I bought it from
1: no, Did VG+? you buy any
2: chance get the the Canadian French version as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it come with a little little memory card.
0: Huh, this is interesting. Yeah, and um, what about you and the sequels? Did you play Wild World? Or uh, I don't think any of us have played the Wii version. If I'm honest,
1: no, I haven't played. Let's Go to the City or City Folk, um, no. but I have got Wild World, and me and Gemma. My girlfriend, uh, we, we, we share a house and we, mm. we run around together and go, oh did you see the thing in the corner of the thing and you know, and, it was, yeah. and, then, and then we turned it off one day and never came back to it and
0: yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I have really strong and fond memories of uh, my initial Animal Crossing experience, I was aware, vaguely aware of Animal Forest um, and then I became more and more aware of the American version of Animal Crossing uh through Gamer magazine or whatever it was called at that point. N sixty four mag then NGC. Uh, and um I'd you know for a few a few quite a few years at that point I'd been importing stuff for consoles like the Saturn and the PlayStation um but I hadn't done any GameCube importing. Um, I hadn't got a chip machine but um they released a disc called the Freeloader which was uh, a very cool idea. You plopped it in, and then you popped it out. It was a similar similar to... There was one on the Dreamcast called the CDX. Mm. Uh, So you start the boot sequence, then um, it basically skips the region... Detection. Then you put the game in, and it plays it, and it plays it in 60 hertz, assuming it's an NTSC game, and, and so on. Very cool. Um, weirdly, it was never 100% reliable, though. It would sometimes take like two or three attempts to get the game to load, but it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a long process. So there was a brief period in Brighton. Sadly, only it was it was only a brief period, about a year and a half, where there was a, a shop called New Age Consoles, which is a terrible name, but it's the only shop we've ever had, to my knowledge and uh, I should bloody know in Brighton which had uh, a selection of import games like a proper selection of import games not just the odd thing you used to get like Japanese Mega Drive carts and stuff back in the day but this was like full on you know Japanese Final Fantasies and um, Saturn games and, and sort of obscure stuff and they had a shelf of like American GameCube stuff and the the downside was that they charged fifty nine ninety nine for everything um I bought disc Gaia and and stuff like that at fifty nine ninety nine. I used to treat myself occasionally. But Animal Crossing was the first sort of major birthday present I got from my then relatively new, now still current girlfriend <laughs> Tanya. Um she bought me both Animal Crossing, uh the US version and the Freeloader Disc for my what would have been my thirty first birthday. So almost ten years ago, two thousand and three. And yeah, I played it. Religiously, as an, a few of our correspondents say the same thing for months afterwards, uh, had a little routine of going around weeding and collecting, sending off fossils and getting them back from museum and so on and so forth. But we'll get into what you actually do uh, in Animal Crossing in a little while. So, um, yeah, just the history first. Uh, so the Japanese animal forest came out in April 2001. Would you believe it? It's almost 12 years ago. Uh, on the n64 and then the gamecube version was just a few months later um, soon after the launch of the gamecube in december 2001 Uh, took nearly a year for the usa version to come out obviously they had to translate it all into english Um, and then there was a japanese port of that version called animal forest plus in june 2003 then australia had to wait until october so that's the first pal version um, but then it took another 11 months for the European version to come out because of all the ridiculous amounts of language translation work. So September 2004, we finally got the PAL version.
1: i blame Germany for that. I don't know why, I just do. Just Europe as a whole.
2: Anyone they, it, that doesn't speak English and happens to be in Europe is to blame.
0: The German <laughs> version apparently had all the blood taken out and they changed all the enemies to robots. There you yeah. go. That and is video game ma- satire.
2: Yeah, we also forgot neglected to mention that the Australian version was rated fifteen.
0: Is that true? No. <laughs> there <laughs> could Would have there been some. There could have been some bizarre reason because well, yes, they're all, they're a bit like that over there.
2: Well, it came off the back of Atelier Tutori, which is kind of like a uh-huh. very cutesy kind of game, getting yeah. rated eighteen over on uh, Australia just this month.
0: What uh, what's the actual what's the, the what's the scene in it that causes the controversy or the or the is I it
2: couldn't tell you and like entire babes, um basically I'm assuming it's just um, some revealing costumes or something like that. I've got no idea to be honest
0: now uh before we go on to the other versions the the particular things about the gamecube version that i think probably mean it's still the best version (laughs) um if i may say uh there's the the gba link up so uh via your purple clip-on cable you could attach your gba or preferably your gba sp so you could actually see what was happening on the screen uh and you could travel to a, a magical tropical island
1: yeah and it Which was kind did of a like, few times it was literally kind of like playing a super no not literally it was kind of like playing a Super Nintendo version of Animal Crossing in terms of aesthetic yeah. it was you know it was two d and it looked sixteen bit looking very, yeah. very very sprighty yeah um but it seems to be with my with my brain of animal crossing that i these things happen to me like oh I go to an island and you get there and you're like well, what what f- what do i do yeah.
0: yeah and there there was a there was an inhabitant, wasn't there. Um, yeah gulliver who, was
1: yeah. it it was a little pelican bird um, thing. no
0: that, I think you were getting muddled up that was the gull that who really? used to occasionally crash in the sea in, in the shore Ah, oh, okay. Um, I think my island inhabitant I don't know if it was different for different people as it was with the villagers but it was like a, a giraffey character but not Gracie the fashion giraffe and you could I think you were supposed to like take take them presents and stuff and they would deck out their little hut with them but the main reason, of course, to travel to the island was because of the song sung by the 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 Cooper boat person. Do you remember that? No, sadly not. Oh, that was amazing. Um it was worth travelling to the island just to ju- just to get in the boat and you would be sung a, a, one of a number of sea shanties by the by the boatman. That was cool. Um and the other thing, uh, well, the, okay. Let's let's do the e-reader first because this none of us had any. Uh, I, I assume none of us had any access to an e-reader. I had an e-reader. Did you? Definitely okay, did, yeah, fantastic. Foolish- Tell us all about the e-reader.
1: I foolishly sold it on what, what is now bordersdown.net, dot net, and uh, looking back, I was kind of like, oh man, I could have worth millions. Yeah, I could have should have kept it. You know that thing, but yeah, I had an e-reader and. Again, it was one of those things, like, I don't really know what I did with it within Animal Crossing, but I had I had cards that I played NES games. I think I had Mario 3 mm. cards, the Mario Brothers, it was Super Mario Brothers Advanced 4, which was Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. And it unlocked various levels, like brand new levels that weren't actually in Mario 3. And as far as I'm mm. aware, you can't actually play these levels any other way other than the e-reader.
0: No, so uh, briefly explain to people who don't know what an what a Nintendo eReader. Of
1: course, was. so it's like a little, little well, a, a big dongle that plugged into. It the was back a of, big dongle, yeah. Wasn't it? It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, plugged into the back of your um your GBA, and you you swipe these cards, um, <coughs> and it inserted uh, pieces of content. It's pretty much just DLC without downloading it. It just inserted pieces of content into your game based on cards that you you found from packs in in stores, which never really happened over here.
0: And the main reason to say... Because, uh, yes, the e-reader didn't get launched officially over here, but I think it did almost everywhere else. Um, maybe maybe just not mainland Europe. Um, the main reason to consider importing one was for the access to some of the extra NES games. <coughs> but, um, and that, that's the final sort of special thing about the GameCube version that other versions since haven't had, I guess, because Nintendo realised that they could sell them separately and make a lot more money out of it that way on Virtual Console and you know eShop and even on their own um, GBA carts. So uh, there were a whole load of games in there, like 15, something, 20 maybe?
1: Yeah, there's there's loads of games in there and game trailers have got a a series called Pop Fiction which is basically Mythbusters for video games. Mm -hmm. And within there they bust the myth open that you can actually get Super Mario Brothers and is it Legends of Zelda? There's there's three games in there that you could only get through Competitions and mm. various means that you know we were rest- we've restricted to other people who didn't have Nintendo power back in the day. Yeah. And with Action Replay, it's not surprising because with Action Replay you can pretty much find anything. But with Action Replay codes and or game shot codes, you can indeed unlock these hidden gems, these NES consoles, which were if you had them all, <laughs> you just had like 15 consoles just on Our, your floor.
0: Yeah, it was one console per game, wasn't it? In your house, you didn't swap cartridges. I do so. cartridges now. Yeah, losers. Um, and of course uh, yeah so the PAL version basically was screwed because they didn't change the code so that you could just pop open the extra games I don't think (laughs) I think so you know apologies if there are any Animal Crossing experts out there and and we're getting this wrong Um, there were a number of games that would crop up quite regularly like usual suspects Balloon Fight and Donkey Kong um, Things, golf and tennis and stuff like that Um, occasionally you would get like a present on Toy Day, which is one of the special events, Christmas Day, or or you might get a gift from sent from your fictional mother, sent from home, something like that on your birthday. Uh, I think I got Soccer one year, the NES soccer game, which is absolutely astonishing (laughs) and awful. (laughs) Um, uh, There were a couple of games that you could only get via the GBA exclusive island, Wario's Woods and Baseball. Uh, and yes, then there were the four sort of crown jewels, which were the original Super Mario Brothers, which, you know, is obviously it's still a fantastic game. The Legend of Zelda, which hasn't aged as well as Super Mario Brothers, but is obviously a classic regardless. And Ice Climber and the original Mario Brothers, the, the single screen one. Um, and it was, you know, for a Nintendo fan, it was worth having Animal Crossing just to have really nicely emulated versions, and and it was ever so cute because your little character would, you know, you know, kind of sit down in front of his his console and start playing, and that was that was a good feature, which sadly didn't make it into any of the subsequent games, not even the new one. I think it's a pity. Um, the only sales figure I can find for the original is 2.3 million units, but to me that seems quite low. I know that the GameCube wasn't massive, but I don't know if that's just the like the Japanese versions or something maybe, but it seems that maybe it sort of should have sold more worldwide and across all versions, but I don't know. Especially when you consider that 2005's Animal Crossing Wild World... A, uh, also known as, or originally known as in Japan, come to Animal Forest which is again, you know, much cuter, uh, sold 11.5 million units Yeah, that's a lot
1: I think that's, that's... Um, a testament to their love for the handheld as well, I think if it was on a console again it would probably wouldn't sell that ridiculous amount, mm.
0: but because it's on a DS of a success mm. Mm. Uh, so that game came out in Japan, US and Australia, all within the space of about a month at the end of um, 2005. And we had to wait in Europe until March, 2006, which is obviously less of a wait, but again, load of translation work. You could, um, DS was region free, wasn't it? So you could import it Australia or US if you fancied um, at this point. Um, and I think, I don't think this was translated. Uh, an anime came out as it tends to do in Japan, uh, a sort of anime tied in with that version of the game uh, Dobutsu no Mori apologies if my pronunciation is off uh, December 16th 2006 uh, distributed by Toho famous Japanese media company and uh, earned almost 20 million dollars at the box office not bad So that's not bad no. Uh, no idea if it's any good I suspect it's probably a bit rubbish it's
1: probably as good as the Kirby one
0: the, yeah. Kirby.
1: It was a Kirby anime, wasn't there? But it looks very mu- It looks very similar in terms of um, okay.
0: styling. <sighs> and then um, finally, the one of the the one that n- none of us three have played was uh, Animal Crossing: City Folk, aka Let's Go to the City, Animal Forest in Japan, or Animal Crossing: Let's Go to the City in Europe or in PAL uh, 3.4 million sold, which yeah, it's pretty healthy numbers. Um, I don't know anyone who played it, I don't think. I think there was a real sense that it was like, hmm, Wii version. Yeah. yeah and I think it was a disappointment, like, features-wise. I get I get.
1: Them. I think that's part of the problem with my feelings on Animal Crossing as a whole at the moment. It's like, every time I look at it, I just think, it doesn't actually look any different from the GameCube one. And mm. while the, you know, it, it looks HD and on the Wii, well, I say HD, <laughs> it looks SD. HD-er. Yeah, yeah, SD. Um <laughs> It doesn't seem to have any more features other than going to a city, which, you know, is in the title. But it's just like, is that it? What's in the city? And it's just like a few shops so you can change your hair.
2: And And there's no NES games. I mean, that's the thing. It just. It really felt like an apathetic sequel to me. Even though I never Mm. played it, just like the general vibe that I got from it, was that it was pretty much exactly the same game that I had already been playing for far too long, you know?
0: yeah I think um, it's interesting to say about the graphics because I remember one of the criticisms that was levelled about the GameCube version was that these graphics don't look much better than on the N64 and uh, and, and that was obviously that was uh, a 2001 game we got a mildly updated version for GameCube slightly higher res less fuzzy Um, and we're still looking at Graphics that are very similar. That's not to say that they aren't without an enormous amount of charm, because I think if they suddenly went to town on those graphics, I think they would lose some of their their sort of primitive appeal.
2: I think that if you gave that game like EA levels of realism on the cartels, like Battlefield style, it would flop hard. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe there's a sort of middle ground where they go kind of like I don't know, like the the look of the the wind, the forthcoming Wind Waker? I remake think well
2: shaded would be possible. Yeah. Like mm. um, like heavily stylized, but still in the original style. Mm. It could work.
1: Yeah, t- speaking of like realistic looking characters within the Animal Crossing world, the, the 3DS version, it looks like they're using more human like creatures than before. Because um, like the original Animal Crossing, you you look like a human, but it was sort of it was a bit more polygony, and you know you could sort of it have like every character had horns on their head, and it sort of. I don't know if that was part of the hat or not, but it was sort of like it, it, they were sort of like <laughs> yeah. twisted versions of humans. Like I d- didn't actually yeah. see them as human, uh, him as a human or her as a human, because they were running around a city with pigeons and I don't know budgies pecking at you and like having a go at you and a, and a rooster selling you coffee. Like it just seemed like a twisted version of our world, and I never saw the main character as an actual human being, just a just sort, sort of, of a, a spinoff
0: or a sprite. Yeah, I, I I know exactly what you mean, and I think the game the the animal. Crossing games kind of became more sort of yeah just ever so slightly kind of had their slightly surreal edge buffed off of it in the same way that a lot of Nintendo games have over the last sort of five to ten years Um, it's a really hard thing to actually quantify and express but you just get the feeling like even games like Mario Kart uh, Mario Kart and the Mario games feel slightly more I don't know, sanitized isn't right because they were always you know super cute and friendly but they they used to have a very particular sort of japanese sort of surrealism to them and and like they've obviously been increasingly sort of focus tested to appeal to a, a more global audience as if you know as if Mario wasn't popular enough already. Give them an 80, not, seven and
2: double the the sales.
0: Well yeah, definitely a cover based shooter, uh Animal Crossing is, is, <laughs> is what we want. I would pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only a couple of other game cameos that I know of. Um, there may be more Garget, you may be Maybe aware of some more, but um, there's a there's a, a an Animal Crossing stage in Super Smash Bros Brawl mm, Smashville. Which is brilliant because, of course, depending on the time you're playing at, the uh, the stage uh, looks different. So it would be day or night, um, possibly. I'm not sure if there, how many variants there are, whether it's weather-based as well, as in time of year.
1: I think, the, uh, the I think it does, changes. yeah. I think the weather yeah. does affect the, uh, the, not affect the gameplay, but it affects no, the background.
0: No. Yeah, sure. Uh, and there's an item and a trophy in the game. And in the much maligned Wii music, there are a couple of Animal Crossing songs as well. Uh, I thought before we continued and actually talked about what you do and memory, our memories of the game, we'd hear from our uh, three correspondents. We haven't had a lot of correspondents about this game, which when you consider uh, that the game has sold almost 20 million units across three formats... Which is way, way more than a lot of the games we talk about, like crazy amounts more. But yet, we've had like three three three-word reviews and three four forum posts.
2: At the same time, I think that a huge amount of the success of this game was in Japan. I mean, did the most recent one not sell like two million after a couple of weeks on sale or something like that?
0: Probably. Yeah. yeah, And also, it's probably more of a quote casual game as well, whereas we're more obviously skewed towards a quote hardcore audience. Um, so let's start with the very negative. Derek Ritchie, he says, "I do not get this game. I've started it twice, both on the GameCube, and both times the overriding feeling I have is one of aimlessness. I got my house, I had my mortgage, and then that was it. I went to talk to people around town, explored the world, and poked around, but so little of it felt compelling to me that after a few hours, I simply stopped." Partly, I believe, this is because it started to feel more like having a second job. What I was doing never felt that enjoyable and living a second life within the game world was simply taking taking too much time that I felt was being wasted. So for me, it began to peter out quickly, which I always regretted, but could never find a way to find my own personal hook into this world.
1: Yeah, I think he's got a, a very valid point there because, like I said earlier on, there's a, there's a definite plateau with me in these games where I just think, what am I doing? I'm trading peaches across the GameCube... Code system with my friend in Canada. What am I doing myself? And uh, that's brilliant. It that sounds is, awesome. Don't get me wrong. I got absolutely <laughs> buried into it, like massively. Like <laughs> oh, I found a fossil. It's amazing. Take it to the museum. But then I just come to a point where I'm just thinking, Oh my god! Like what? What have I done? Like I've I'm, I'm, I'm actually like searching on forums and stuff. Like, has anyone got any coconuts to trade? You know what I mean. I need some coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you uh, try,
2: <laughs> try and scratch your face and learn that You'd actually like grown a massive beard while you've been playing it, and you never noticed. <laughs>
1: it's just yeah it's it's really weird and obviously Tom Nook gives you the mortgage and that sort
2: of that's the thing I mean like one of the big hooks of this is not wanting to be in financial debt even though it's just a digital version of it Mm. that bastard uh, screws you good right at the start of the game and then you've got to pay him off and there's something just very I suppose relaxing about just like paying off what you owe in this game
1: I found it very yeah. satisfying to sell him all the shit that I found on the beach I was like, I just found nine shells and uh, yeah. a tyre, just take it up to Tom Nook have that, you, you know, and then just throw it all on him and then pay the mortgage <laughs> it was very satisfying in that way and yeah, planting trees next to my house that had all the fruits in the world and I was like, well I'm going to take a bunch of peaches to Tom Nook he can have them to pay off the mortgage I really, really enjoyed the, the relaxing nature of indeed paying off the mortgage Yeah, I mean
0: go there
2: no I'm just saying that like even just exploring your little let town and kind of influencing it it's just fun like looking under every nook and cranny and if there's weeds you know it's just it's that human lab rat kind of thing where you see a mess and you've got to clean it
0: up yeah um First thing for me every day, weeding. Oh. Always.
2: Exactly, you know, and like just going over the train, shaking it, see what comes out, and it's usually fucking bees, so they sting your face and <laughs> you yeah,
0: look horrible brilliant. for the
2: rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want to man. give you medicine and your pals are all like uh, concerned about your face. That's right, what's happened to, whoa, what's happened to your face? Yep.
0: I mean, that's a lot, a lot of the charm, was the actual, um, sort of the way the other, your residents who come and go. Um, and you know it's sad when somebody you like moved out and moved away, and they sent you a letter saying, "I'm sorry, I had to go." But it's like the, their actual speech patterns and stuff. You know, the the, the, local, the localization that took so long to arrive for us was was up to that that high Nintendo standard. So so they were, you know, the way they the way they spoke to you was cute, and you could of course change their little catchphrase words to whatever you wanted, <laughs> uh, with uh, with no censorship in the GameCube version. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely had fun
0: with that. But it is, yeah. Like my my hook was like the first thing is obviously the first the first sort of aim is pay off your mortgage. Like start start making your place look nicer. But actually, there's very little point. And the thing is, there is. It's not just like paying off a horrible lifelong debt because every every few every little while you get a house upgrade, and then you're like, oh, I have got more space. And then you you end up with like is it three or four floors and multiple rooms and. Um, you know, and you start acquiring so much stuff. And it's also like, you know, you have this urge to, well, I, I would say so, you know, as people sort of, we'll, we'll hear from Alex in a moment who who uses the word pointless um, as if, you know, as if one game can be more or less pointless than another. Um, I had the urge to fill my museum full of all the dinosaur skeletons of course, because it looks better when they're done and you've got that completely arbitrary false sense of achievement, the same as you have with any video game, but also when you're in the act of collecting fossils you get duplicates quite a lot of the time when you get a duplicate, instead of being oh, f- oh I've already got that one, it's like brilliant 3,000 bells paid off my mortgage damn right you know, <laughs> like that, or whatever so.
2: did anyone here ever play a game called As Your Dreams on the yeah, it's As Your Dreams on the Playstation
0: uh, heard of it, it's, but no
2: it was it was basically a like dungeon crawler but the interesting thing about that game was it's the first game that I can remember where just sorting up your house and your grounds mm. and getting items to fill it up with was like a major part of the appeal for me And uh,
0: yeah, I've been playing um, I think we all have been playing a little bit of Monster Hunter recently, um, Cats feelings. Yeah, you've, there's certainly an element of that, of not not only the actual the, the, the house decorating itself in Monster Hunter, but generally it, in, a, in some ways there's no more point to it, in inverted commas, than Animal Crossing. Um, you could, as with any game, just choose to stay in the hub world if you want never do anything just wander around and go or go and collect honey and then come home and
2: that does come um, down to everyone's individual idea points though because monster hunter is primarily a game about hunting monsters it's just that all the like i find all that stuff really enjoyable like uh, getting felines to cook your food and you know Mm. like upgrading your armor and stuff like that so yeah yeah but um for some people that's like a, a nuisance as opposed to enjoyable Mm. So that I think
0: if I think, but I I think in in like in a game and an RPG, is sort of involved and intensive as as Monster Hunter. If you're not into into the the item wrangling, the combining, the equipping, and all, all that sort of that side of stuff, you would
2: be shafted quite quickly. Because I mean, you basically need your farm in Monster yeah. Hunter. You know, your yeah. farm is invaluable for resource collection.
0: Yeah, and that's it. That you have got. In, in Monster Hunter I know we, this is not the Monster Hunter podcast that may happen one day um, but you have got farming and fishing and all that stuff and obviously it's presented very differently but in a way uh, you know you have got obviously the, the less um, whimsical element of going out to fight massive monsters um, with blood and swords and all that stuff but in Animal Crossing you have a butterfly net and a fishing pole just you know, <laughs> it's just as you do in Monster Hunter it's not fight, so different
2: going uh, gigantic bees
0: Yeah, yeah, bees sting your face, it's no different Um, But yeah, let's hear from Alex79UK His opinion will obviously reflect those of many others as well I heard about Animal Crossing a few months after it was released on the GameCube I seem to remember it being ever so difficult to get hold of a copy And I ended up importing an Australian one much like uh, Dell, who we heard from earlier, the main memory I have of the game is one of complete aimlessness, although I played it religiously every day for a couple of months after purchase. I remember Tom Nook's shop and checking it every day for new items. I remember helping the villagers with their little tasks for rewards for my own home. I think the main reason I played the game was to try to unlock the nest games. I only ever got as far as tennis and balloon fight. It's, it's a shame that Nintendo didn't keep this up with later versions of the game. They were great unlockables. Eventually, I just kind of gave up on the game. There seemed little reason to keep playing, and I guess I just got bored. I did later purchase the DS version, but only played that for a short time before selling it on. I don't think it's a series I'll ever return to, as I didn't get much enjoyment out of it. My one overriding memory, if I'm honest, boredom. I think it's one of the most pointless games I've ever played, and it reminded me of Harvest Moon, but with even less to do. Uh... There's abs- actually absolutely tons to do in Harvest Moon, but there is that is that is an RPG that's yeah probably even closer to it, similar to Monster Hunter again in in a lot of ways. Harvest Moon, strangely.
2: The Golden Axe.
0: Yeah, amazing series. I wouldn't mind doing. I that. loved Harvest Moon. Moon. Yeah, I mean, there's that, that's an, there's a series that's been kind of milked. And you to, think that I'm all
2: about blood and guts.
0: Yeah, I know you. Turns out you're all about the whimsy. Um, let's finally hear from our, our third correspondent and before we go on to the bits and bobs of the nitty-gritty of what, what we did in Animal Crossing. Sly Reflex says, I played my GameCube version religiously. I only played it for about an hour a day, maybe, before or after other games. And I would say, interjecting here, uh, that's exactly how you're supposed to play it. It was a really nice wind-down game, although the worst thing about it was often when I'd done playing, there wasn't much to do because most of my town was asleep. I played it alongside a few of my friends and we'd often visit each other's villages. It was the little stuff I found impressive such as the train actually running to a timetable between me and my friends' villages. I was working in the USA when the DS version came out because it was in your pocket. I felt I felt that it suited the nature of the game a little better uh, of putting 20 minutes into it while you were on a dinner break or something. In some ways, I thought it was a step back. I hated how they made stuff like bug hunting almost impossible by removing the creeping. Over the course of a few years playing, I managed to do all the hidden events within the game. I was missing a few things for my museum, but I'd already spent much of the time looking for these things during the small windows they would appear in that I wasn't going to do it again. When the Wii version came out, I played it for about two months before calling it a day I mean that is funny isn't it the way the way we talk about this game I know he's talking about 20 minutes a day or, or whatever but I only played it for about two months <laughs> yeah. think of how many AAA kind of multi-million d- shooters come out that get played for like two weeks two months is actually pretty good
2: two weeks would be pretty good for them to be honest
0: yeah Uh, It had some nice features But ultimately I hated having to play with the control system It forced upon you I didn't have the same amount of people to visit either Like I did with the DS version So a lot of the game was lost to that I'm really looking forward to the series going back to handheld Some games suit certain devices And I think that Animal Crossing is really one of those games That's comfortable in that situation yeah, I think um, back to the sort of why I didn't get the Wii version, why it was disappointing. I didn't know about the control system. I, I don't actually know what it is. I don't know whether you can use a classic controller or it's a nunchuck. And By Wiimote the
2: sounds of that, it's a Wii
1: job.
0: Yeah, I think I think it might have a certain amount of waggle involved and stuff. I, I'm, I'm not 100%. My, maybe like the fishing and stuff, uh, I, I, I I don't know. It looks, um,
1: it looks better for an, a user interface point of view. One of my problems mm-hmm. with the Animal Crossing series is that on the GameCube, it was pretty... It's pretty rubbish, <laughs> to lack of a better word, just to, like click through all the bits in your inventory and just go right I want that one so you have to like tap the stick about 20 times to get to the bottom right even the dragging
2: and dropping on the ds wasn't much better
1: yeah because the frame rate was pretty knackered and like you're trying to drag it and you had to like pull it out a few few times because it wouldn't quite connect the first time and Mm. yeah it wasn't it wasn't perfect on the ds either which is a shame because you think touchscreen it would be perfect for it but it, it wasn't really
0: yeah, one of, I, I think um, it sounds like a minor concern, but actually the frame rate on the DS version being so low was one of the things I didn't like about it. It really kind of... The the GameCube version was so crisp that I, was, I think I'm pretty sure it was 60 frames at all times. You know, it's hardly a, a demanding game, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's about the way they added the curvature of the Earth, or maybe it's simply the, the amount of stuff it was kind of calculating that was going on at one time on the DS. But the frame rate was kind of sub... Thirty. I know it sounds ridiculous. I, I do isn't like it, the way
2: that you said the coverage of the earth, which is about five yards in front of you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It, it does seem crazy because I'm sure the DS handled more kind of intensive games. But yeah, the frame rate was really low, wasn't it? It was like sub, well sub 25 frames, I think, a lot of the time, and it and it made the game feel sticky and um, sluggish.
1: And it's, it's hardly the most responsive game in the world. Like you don't need. APM for Animal Crossing, you know what I mean? You don't really need no. to But when it comes down to the menu stuff and the, the, you know, it, it felt really sort of sluggish and it put that's
2: me off thing. to be honest. I mean it's 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 a basic interface feature, you know. Like since you're having to deal with it all the time, it really does factor a lot into your enjoyment of the game and how you think about it. Because it's yeah, one of the things that you're just doing over and over and over, and the more times that it sticks or you don't quite get the drag and drop thing not working, it mm. does affect your overall enjoyment.
0: Definitely. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to say about the the Wii version disappointing um was when I when it was announced, I was genuinely excited because I you know, I loved the GameCube version so much and thinking about the sort of possibilities of DLC and stuff. I know it sounds crazy to be excited about DLC, but the actual, you know, this was the first um the home version with with connectivity and there was the Wii message board and all that sort of thing and and it sounds like they didn't really do anything interesting with it. And yeah, it's like it was probably easier to get visitors and stuff on on the, the multi-million-selling uh, DS version. But yeah. it's one strange thing. I mean,
2: like we're, we're talking about how the Wii version had pretty much no hype behind it. It just seemed to be the same game again. Mm. The 3DS version, from all accounts, seems to be very much the same idea again, but everyone's really looking forward to it.
0: Mm. I must admit. Yeah, we'll talk about that I, yeah. later. So, yeah, so we'll keep your powder it, dry on that, because yeah. um, I—I—I'll I, be honest, I don't actually know a ton about it, but um, but you know, I, I'm interested in that. You can be the male facet. The, the 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 one final thing I wanted to say about another reason that I didn't adore the DS version in the same way that I really really loved the GameCube version was that it, the palette was really muted. It was kind of grubby looking. Um, it like it just wasn't as bright and vivid as the the, the GameCube version. Like the water looked murkier. And... I was
2: actually playing it to just. I think it was last week. Um, uh-huh. It could be the three, uh, the the DS as a whole, but like that game in particular, just as you're saying, it just it seemed washed out and like it was really easy to spot. Like um, where the resolution wasn't up to scratch. Yeah. It it really did have an overall effect on the game, and it was. Just the GameCube version was beautiful, you know.
0: Yeah, in it, in its very stylish stylized, simplistic way, the GameCube version looks perfect. You know, it looks it. You can tell it's a, an an XN64 game. It is very low polygon, but it looks, you know, like we say, it's uh, super crisp, smooth frame rate, and really pretty colors and stuff like that. And and if you're going to immerse yourself in a pointless, in inverted commas, whimsical world, you want it to be as kind of immediate as possible and not have things like technical considerations become a barrier, such as the frame rate, or just yeah, just the fact that it didn't look as happy. It didn't look like a it, the D S version didn't look like as adorable, sunny, wonderful place to be. And the first thing that welcomed me back
2: Sunday. last week was fucking Rossetti jumping up and giving me a mouthful. <laughs>
0: Okay, we will. Uh, we've we've heard from Mister Rossetti at the top of the show. That was what that was. Uh, in case anyone was wondering, um, let's go. Let's go right back to the beginning of of the Animal Crossing experience. And I, I remember, you know, the first time you boot it up, you're on a train. And is there something about a cat with no face? Hmm. I'm not. I don't
1: know. That's how that that on the remote,
0: remote, But uh, yeah, I the, the blue, no the blue cat. There's a cat where you have to draw the cat a face. Is that on the train as well, or is that is that another thing?
2: I've got to admit uh, that I did take over my pal's game, so I'm not a hundred percent on the very
0: start. Okay, of, it. of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the first time you play, your like the idea is that you're on a train, you've left home, and you're you're getting the train into into the town, um, and you actually you don't create your character in a sense of you know picking picking a top and picking a nose and picking a you actually answer some sort of slightly odd. Quasi psychological questions, and that dictates how you look.
1: Yeah, it was. The, was it the guy opposite you? I, I don't know if it's the same character each time.
0: Questioning you. Yeah, it's a different mode of transport in each game, I think. But I think it's the same. It's the same setup, as far as I understand it.
1: I really like that as a setup as well because it's sort of, it's, it's not like anything else. It's like at the time, no. specifically, it was like, what's going on? I'm, I'm on a train and some, some animal th- dudes asking me questions. Yeah, obviously, it's Animal Crossing, so you have some sort of expectation of what to expect from the, the villagers. But yeah, the, when you look around and you see all the other various types of animal type human hybrids around you, you're just mm. thinking, oh my god, Leia, what is going on? And yeah, and it spawns out this, like I, say, I said earlier, this weird sort of human spin off character based on your questions. Yeah. I, Definitely like that, and I think we've seen it in some other games recently, like Silent Hill. Not, not to the same extreme of, like, you know, how to set yeah, up your yeah. character, but they ask you questions in Silent Hill Shattered Memories, and it sort mm. of dictates how the it's game turns out.
2: It's almost Dungeons and Dragons, like, in a certain degree. Like, um, where, like, some of the old adventure games would give you questions about, you know, how you would react to certain events, and that would shape your character and what kind of class you fell into.
0: Mm. Kath- Catherine as well did that yeah. recently. Mm. Uh, yeah, and actually, you know, this brings us on to because the on, the only other time you sort of see the train, I think, is um, is when you travel to another person's village, and and I have to say, again, although the DS thing where you could actually just you know you go online via uh, Wi Fi and and connect to other people all over the world, that sounds way more interesting but actually there was something absolutely adorable about taking your memory card round a friend's house and popping it into the other slot and then visiting your friend's house on the train and you both sitting there <laughs> um while the other person trotted around your village and then you could get the fruit that you couldn't get in your hometown and take it back on the train and plant it in in, in the village and stuff like that there was something really sweet about that that's kind of lost to the sort of the online version. I don't know. Perhaps perhaps it's just pure nostalgia and nonsense, but I, I loved that. It felt like you were... When I when I went around my friend Pete's house with my memory card in, in a little wallet, it felt like I was taking my, my village to him. Do you know what I mean? Mm,
1: and because each town's like procedurally generated and it's yes. specific to your memory card it's quite interesting to see how other friends towns turned out you're like you haven't got yeah. a bridge you got it do you know what i mean like you're sort of like
0: i'm lost where am yeah, i where do where's I? the shop yeah, where's the museum yeah.
1: and stuff like that yeah it's quite funny just to sort of judge your friend on the town that he was given do you know what i mean it's like uh, yeah. got it. you haven't got as much beach as i have
0: yeah i've got a waterfall in the middle of my town yeah yeah totally <laughs> uh yeah and and i, I don't know about you, um, but I never for two things, I never considered doing an Animal Crossing, one was starting another town, my town was my town, that is it, that is that, the, the, there was never any other, there was never going to wipe my memory card, um, and in fact I think, well, I in the end uh, like last year, I think I eBayed that copy um, It's worth a bit, isn't it now?
1: With, with, yeah, with the it card. I think
0: it, it did okay, yeah um, and uh, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure I didn't wipe the memory card, I basically, you know, sent Sent that person my my little ratzo and Albion Town, whatever. It's that's called. a
2: really voyeuristic. <laughs> 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 that guy is seeing into your soul, man. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, but. Yeah, I I never like that was the town that was the Animal Crossing. The only the only other towns that existed, as far as I was concerned, were would be if I shared somebody else's memory card. And the other thing I never did, never considered doing, would never do was uh, you know clock surfing as it as it were Um, altering the date on the on the GameCube um, and the time to have certain things happen or to be there at certain times if I wanted to be there to see the fireworks on New Year's Eve I had to boot the game on New Year's Eve and watch the New Year <laughs> on the game uh, I don't think I actually did that but do you know what I mean it was like the idea of time travelling in that game was just complete anathema to the very soul of it uh, do you feel different, the same or did you I feel you the same, happy to
2: but I did break down once like when things were going to shit in my uh, DS okay. because I hadn't been playing for a while. What did you do? Well, I mean I'd I'd lost the cart. Like the cart had gone walkies uh while I was like rearranging my bedroom one day. Okay. And then I came back to it, I found it like months later, like uh, down the back of the city.
0: Alright.
2: And uh well, the place was a goddamn mess, you know, like all the weeds had sprouted, <laughs> all my friends had left.
0: <laughs> you know?
2: It was like kinda like if you'd if you yourself woke up in like thirty years and nobody remembered you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that was pretty depressing, but, you know, it was. that's life. So it's what I did, your own fault.
2: A <laughs> Van Winkle job, you know? Yeah. But, um so what I did was I decided that I would actually be starting over because everything was a mess. I couldn't remember what I'd been doing or where everything was. or I just kind of wanted to feel that freshness from the start ground up again. Okay. So I decided to time travel and just kind of see how that affected the world. Yeah. And it turns out that if you cheat, it gives you a lot of money. So I checked out a uh, decent... Uh, Checked out how the house looked when it was a bit bigger, and then just kind of demolished the entire city and started from scratch again. Fair enough. So Deathville was no more, and then it was time for a new <laughs> place.
0: <laughs> what about you, goggles?
1: Yeah, I definitely disagree with time travelling and cheating and stuff, but that doesn't mean I didn't do it on the old <laughs> GameCube. It was like, what if I just... What if it's Christmas Day today? And then you like, yeah, obviously you change it to <laughs>
0: Toy m- Day. I think you're fine. <laughs> no, non-denominational, twenty third of December. Uh, can't be Christmas because obviously the game goes to all sorts of different people with different religions and cultures. Just saying, carry on. <laughs> it was so Christmas Day in my arrived, world.
2: So Christmas day, it's
0: quite a surprise.
1: Yeah. I-, I named my town Christmastown just to, in spite of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, you know, I, I did once or twice, you know, mess with time and bend time and space and check it out. But yeah, ultimately, uh, you, you feel much more rewarded for actually staying up, you know, for a certain time on. I don't know on Burns Night. I don't know if they celebrated Burns Night in the UK.
0: Pretty sure they didn't do Burns Night, but <laughs> Darren was sitting there all for 24 hours waiting for <laughs> for the celebration to kick off.
1: And Animal crossing haggis to come in. Never did. Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, you definitely feel a fucking call. You definitely felt the reward of you know a birthday present arriving in your inbox on on your yes. birthday. Do you know what I mean?
2: The thing I mean, time traveling in that game was akin to a cheat that skips you straight to the credits.
0: Mm, Yeah,
2: you know, like um, there's no enjoyment through doing it because you're not experiencing that bit of struggle to get your money together, and it's it it really does it defeats the purpose of the game in like a way that very few games can do.
0: So, talking of weeds, wasn't there uh, something you could do by playing in the middle of the night and if if your weeds were out of hand, there was a, ca- a kind of some kind of ghostly character that you could coerce into helping you by being in a certain place at a certain time in the middle of the night.
1: Oh, if that's true, I'm all over that because the weeds <laughs> is... I know they are only little little sprites of grass in, in the floor. They're not actually mm. real weeds. But when I turn on my... I don't know, G- Gemmaville or Gargville, I can't remember what it's called, or Gville. Mm. When I turn it on on the, on the Wild World on the DS and I see mm. just little weeds everywhere, like hundreds of them, literally hundreds, because it's been... Yeah it's been years since I last played it properly and I was like went back and I was like oh my god turn it off <laughs> yeah. it's such a deterrent like have they not heard of lawnmowers or weed killer
2: see that's a deal I can imagine you just looking at your screen for five minutes straight in silence and then just slowly turning it off you know
0: <laughs> yeah I think I mean the, 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 it is possible especially you know given some of the negative stuff we've heard like maybe they went a bit far with that stuff um, I wonder if they've kind of eased back on the whole you know if you don't play it for three days you'd town's going to look like shit. If you don't a your furniture thing. for a week, you get cockroaches all over the place. Yeah, cockroaches, of course, I'd forgotten those, bugs Bugs in the house, and yeah. And it does the
1: old little stunned animation every time you see them. You're like, well, yeah. they've been there for about a year, mate, you must, you must be sort of used to it by now.
0: <laughs> and then you think you cleared the room of them, but then you pick up a piece of furniture and another Dun. one would... would been, you know. <laughs>
1: but yeah, the, the first thing I'm going to do after this podcast is finished, I'm going I'm to Google Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, weed situation and see what happens (laughs) because if there's weeds everywhere after a week of not playing it I don't think I'll buy it it's it's a deal breaker for me
0: I'll plug this uh, site now because it is the best Animal Crossing fan place it is www.animalcrossingcommunity.com I used to go there all the time when I was playing the Gamecube and and DS versions Um, everything you need to know about Animal Crossing and a load of completely insane obsessive obsessive Animal Crossing fans to be found there so do that I kinda wish that I'd visited those
2: sites while I was playing because I even thoroughly really enjoyed the game. Like a lot of what I was doing was just as it came to me in the game. And as yeah, a result there yeah. was actually a lot of secret stuff that I would never even have thought of. That I just completely yeah, the, missed out on.
0: Being a Nintendo game and being that it's so uh kind of, you know, based on on time and the, the real time clock and procedurally generated events and, and random factors and stuff like that, there is a load of there are a load of secrets. Um, there's a load of really sort of interesting hidden stuff even stuff, stuff more obvious stuff like when the balloons float across and you have to chase them down and try and catapult. It's so devastating when
1: you miss because you try and like you step ahead of it, and you're like, "This is the one." And because it's on the it's on the DS and the frame rate's a little bit wonky, you miss, and you're like, "Okay, I'll step ahead," and then you'll, you'll get you'll get caught on a bit of scenery or a tree that because you're not looking at the bottom of the screen, you're looking at the top screen for where the balloon is, and then the balloon just slowly drifts away, and you're like, "Oh no, there's a little present, probably a peach or a pear, maybe if I was lucky."
0: Yeah, might not something worth 20 bells. Ooh, yeah, but when still, your my mort- your mortgage is like 1.2 million bells.
1: I remember yeah. uh, Gemma playing the DS version and she saw the spaceship fly over
0: yes. and she started,
1: she started like breaking it. Like, oh my God, Darren, what do I do? I was like, well, you, you equip the thing, the, you know, the slingshot, and you fire up, and it went by, and I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen her so distressed ever. <laughs> it, it was crazy, like just complete panic. Cause,
2: Pure heartbreak uh, at the end of it.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's her first—it's her first Animal Crossing experience, and she doesn't really know what's going on, or she didn't, because it's all new to her. And when that thing come on the screen, the the UFO, she totally panicked and just just lost it. And yeah, gutted. It. It it's
2: a really horrible thing to do, to like a UFO, you know, like shooting it out the sky just for your own amusement. I know.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually saw what happens if if you succeed, and and I kind of you know. It's. I, I kind of like the fact that it remains an enigma to me, a mystery. I've never looked it up. Um, I hope they. You know, although it would be cute fan service, I hope they don't sort of make it Olimar going past in the Pikmin ship or anything like that in 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 a later game because I like the idea that it's something completely new to be discovered and you not go oh look it's Olimar you know which yeah. ah,
1: anyway.
2: And then there was the the shooting stars as well. Like it, you would just see one go by and if you click your own card, you got like little secrets the next day.
1: Oh. Or a lot of rewards I should say. Well, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, if you check your mail after tapping your cart or after a shooting star falls, you get mail and there's usually an item or something in there.
0: Yeah, and of course, you couldn't, in the GameCube version at least, you couldn't see the sky, so you could only see it reflected in the water.
2: Is that right? It's kind of horrible that you couldn't see the sky. I mean, that was one of the big draws about uh, the DS version.
0: Yeah. Nobody agree?
2: I don't know, just like looking up the night sky at night and just seeing. It's it's an entire goddamn screen dedicated to the sky. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, you could
0: actually create constellations in the DS version. Couldn't yeah, you, you
2: could. Yeah, I think you mm. had to go to the observatory to do it, and then it would. Uh, That's um, right. It would all be connected by the little dots that you would placed.
0: I assume that uh, the Wii and 3DS versions have uh, maintained the sky uh, aspect. Uh, so Tom Nook is. Uh, a git yeah (laughs) he's a capitalist Um, yeah he basically builds his entire uh, fortune on you so when you arrive yeah when you arrive he's just got a little shack and he seems like a friendly little um, raccoon Um, his his (laughs) western name by the way is a pun on uh, tanuki as in Mario's tanuki suit um a bit of trivia there.
1: Isn't this shop called something like Nook and Cranny or something yes, like that, the very first well, it, one?
0: Yeah, genius. All the way up to Nookington. I think, <laughs> yeah,
2: because yeah, as he gets money off of you, it kind of goes up in stages.
0: Yeah, it goes through like a Seven Eleven and then to a, end up ends up as a Harrods, basically through about three or four stages. Yeah. Um. He yeah he he essentially sort of stiffs you for your mortgage, but um. You
1: know. Which is weird, because uh-huh. like, he's, he's robbing you of the mortgage. But when you enter his shop, he does not leave you alone at all. And he, he <laughs> treats you like the biggest criminal that's ever entered Animal Crossing town. Like, he's right behind you at all times. Like, are you going to nick stuff? You're like, well, yeah, if you weren't there, I probably would, yeah. But <laughs> you're on my case 24-7, so I'll, I'll be good. I'm not going to walk out with a rug today. But I, w- I would like some sort of, I don't know, I, it's, it's entirely non-Nintendo. But if there was some way to sneak through the back door and pinch a...
2: Actually, Apple. you never play that in uh, Links Awakening, where you could steal the bow.
1: Is that where you run around the the guy? You run yeah, around you him run, off. You
2: run around the guy, then if you ever go back in, you get immediately obliterated.
1: <laughs> yeah, by uh, an electric bolt or something. Is that yeah, right? Yeah,
2: and everybody calls you a thief for the rest of the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's obviously a Nintendo game, but I think Animal Crossing's a lot more sedate. And even though I'd like. I would like some sort of criminal element to Animal Crossing. I think it would be <laughs> uh,
2: fantastic if the exact same thing happened in Animal Crossing and you got killed like Perlman Not <laughs> You a new town to actually really start.
1: They, they, they perma-changed the title to Animal Criminal and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We could make a better Animal Crossing game.
0: We sure could. Yeah, uh, it's a fine line. It only takes a few small changes to go from Animal Crossing to GTA <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, so there's other characters, um, recurring characters include the aforementioned Mr. Rossetti. Uh, who would care to explain his r- role?
2: I'll probably go, just go red faced and die if I do it. So I think Donald <laughs> Adam should do this.
1: Uh, Mr. Rossetti right, Mr. not Rossetti. That's <laughs> absolutely black <laughs> He's the best thing Nintendo have created in in a long time, in my opinion. He's he's genius, and a lot of people, I think they 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 love to hate him. Yeah, like, you know, there's some of the free word reviews that I, I don't think we're going to say them on later on because they involve the F-word. Do you know right. what I mean? It's like, oh my god, people are actually swearing about a Nintendo <laughs> character. It's ridiculous, but he's a mole, and he'll pop out the ground when you essentially well, like, like his name suggests, when you reset your console, he will mm. pop out the ground and he'll give you this monologue. It is a monologue. You don't you don't get a chance to reply to him at all about how nope. bad of a human being you really are.
0: Yeah, it's basically it's a it's an anti. Sort of cheating device. You're supposed to every time you stop playing Animal Crossing, go to your go to your room. or well, I think it is, and then say, go through the save the game, save game procedure. Which uh, on the, the 15 block or whatever GameCube save version, it was a it was a fairly slow process. Um, could you, um, but could obviously, you you need your
2: house in the GameCube version.
0: I can't remember. Is that right? I don't know. I There's one um, of the
1: games. They all the sort of link into each other. Animal. Yeah, you j- yeah. jump into bed, I think, and save there.
0: Uh, but yeah, so ba- basically the idea is that if you try and skip, uh, if you try and get away with, you know, something that's gone wrong, like, I don't know, you've been stung by a bee or you've fallen in a trap or one of your trees hasn't taken root or goodness knows yeah, what. why.
2: Trying to get uh, presents was probably the real reason they were trying to go back in it. <laughs>
0: yes. So Mr. Rossetti turns up. And indeed, there is a YouTube clip. Uh, of all his monologues, I think there's a, I think there's like three or four in total, and they're increasingly long. The more times you piss him off,
1: and the, the, you know the phrase "pissing off" is exactly apt because he gets absolutely raging, like to yeah. the point where I didn't when I first saw it. I didn't believe that it was actually happening I was like are they actually doing this like this am because he just goes on and on
2: I could genuinely believe a small child busting into tears at that bastard somebody once.
0: <laughs> it's a proper lecture and yes uh, his, his to- the total length of his speech is 20 minutes it's, it's mental which you know, doesn't sound like that much but if you've ever sat through dialogue boxes in a game mm-hmm. Twenty minutes—it's quite a lot. If
1: anyone's played the most recent Smash Brothers, he is—he's he's, um sort of a character you can break out of the capsules, and he appears on the stage, uh, you know, on the fighting stage, and he—he will have a monologue on stage about I wasn't <laughs> paying attention because I was fighting, but his speech yeah. bubbles will come on the screen and try and put you off, and you're like, "Oh, Mister, what are you doing? Piss off!" Can you come on, and the him? No, he's sort of like he's buried in the in the ground, and you sort of you walk around him, but his speech bubbles are killing you more than you ever can touch him
2: no that would be some fantastic <laughs> DLC just one where you beat him to death with a speed
0: you know <laughs> <A> <laughs> that's golden, the best way to a, deal with moles a fantastic golden DLC, and
2: I can guarantee it would make them millions.
0: damn right
1: or, or just some sort of whack Rossetti or something like that, a minigame or just some sort of cathartic beat him up mini minigame in, in Smash Bros would be good
2: yeah Either that or Slenderman uh, s- where you've got to stuck him around and then you eventually get closer and closer and
0: <laughs> So that's another yeah, another mashup you could um, like survival horror animal crossing. That could
2: actually yeah. be really amazing. You know, like if you're just wandering about at night and like Slenderman was like behind a tree staring at you.
0: <laughs> I could look at this. A machine um, animal crossing for pigs. <laughs> um yeah, so other recurring characters. There's uh, there's Red, who's a slightly creepy fox, uh, black market trader. Uh, there's Gracie the Giraffe, who's all about... Uh, she gets you to wash her car, as I recall, and um, design clothes for her or something. Or she gives you fashion clothes. I can't remember. Um, and then, of course, there's everybody's favourite, or should be everybody's favourite, uh, K.K. Slider or... Totakeke in the original Japanese who's named after the uh, game musician whose name I've forgotten um, Totake something, uh, Kazumi Totaka yeah uh, so he turns up on a Saturday night at the cafe coffee shop uh, at the museum in the GameCube version um, and uh, we'll do requests
1: <laughs> it's really cool,
0: like uh...
1: And it's, it's another sort of Nintendo touch that I, that I really like. And most of the time I did forget, because that's, that's the way I am with the Animal Crossing series, it's like, oh, is that happening? And then for the first couple of weeks you're like, okay, cool, yeah, every day I'm going to be there, I'm going to be at this time, I'm going to get my thing. And then over time you just sort of forget that these things are happening. It's a shame because it's a really cool sort of vibe they have with K.K. Um, Slider and
0: you can get, you can collect most of his songs and have a... Yeah, you get a tape of, of right. the song he's just performed, I think. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, about 50 odd songs in the first game goes up to about 70 something in the sequels Uh, don't know about New Leaf Um, I would imagine at least the same amount Uh, there's the the famous uh, I say famous it's something I read about that I'm not that familiar with there's there's a sort of famous Nintendo tune which appears in any number of Nintendo games it's a particular thing it turns up in Mario Paint and various stuff like that it's like a a short little slightly atonal ditty I think he does that one Um, but he's so cute and he's so cool and he does little whistles and little howls to uh, emphasize passages of his song. Um, I love him; he's amazing. He's incredibly chilled. Mm. Yeah.
1: You often expect him to have like a cigarette on while he's playing his guitar, and just have a little, little little glass of whiskey on the table next to him. He just looks like the coolest thing Don't. in Don't
0: you... fags, think... fags and booze. <laughs> I think um, you're
2: destroying Leon's uh, metal image on I'm here, uh, our God.
0: Hey. <laughs> No, I think that would have been what would have got the game the, the fifteen certificate in Australia. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then towards the end of a song he starts coughing and falls off the seat. <laughs> yeah,
0: Has a, a rant, stumbles out, trips over a stool.
1: Jacks up behind the museum and then if gets, if gets into a Have you ever requested a song that he doesn't know? No.
2: If you get the name wrong, which I did, um, he gives you a little tune at random and says that, uh, ha I'm just joking, I've got no idea what song you asked for. Yes. <laughs> I just gave you one anyway.
0: Excellent. So, as we mentioned earlier, there's fossil hunting. You see a crack in the ground, you dig it up, you send it off to the museum. Uh, I think they streamlined that in Wild World, as I recall, because you actually had to sort of send it, attach it to a letter and send a letter, which you didn't have to write anything. Um, although, if you did write letters to characters, uh, they would t- attempt to pass what you'd said <laughs> to some mm. degree. So,
1: I think if you, if you criticise someone, it somehow gets around, like, oh, what do you think of, you know, Jeff? And it's like, oh, I don't really like Jeff. And then suddenly, like, the next day or two, Jeff come up to you and goes, uh, have you been slagging me off?
0: Yeah, well, why? yeah. No,
1: no, not at all, no.
0: I think there was a certain amount of... Uh, uh, you, you chaps may be too young to remember. Little Computer People Discovery Kit. I remember that. Um, okay, da- by David Crane for the C64. Came came to the Amiga as well, I think. Um it had a sort of a system where you could type to your little computer person who lived in your monitor and uh, again it was a similar sort of thing that they would he would try and obviously he had a very basic vo- vocabulary and he would try to pick up your intention based on the words that it knew and i think for some people, there was a certain amount of fun to be had in Animal Crossing trying to work out what they could and couldn't understand, but I could never be asked to yeah. use the software keyboard to type stuff in.
2: The thing is, like, at least in World World, if you were typing in just gibberish, they would call you on it. There were right. certain trigger yeah. words that they were understanding. As long as those were in, it was usually okay. But if you just like, wrote pish, they would be like, I can't understand what the hell you're saying when they applied to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, And then, of course, yes, other than the the fossils, which you're trying to complete a museum basically for... mostly for your own satisfaction, but also to, you know, because I can't remember if you got actual rewards, but it it was raw enough in itself. But there's also the aquarium, which I loved. I loved going to the aquarium. I loved trying to catch every one of the fish... Uh, different types of fish. Um, simple fishing mini game. In fact, almost identical to the one in Monster Hunter. Uh, basically, wait for the line to bob and then press the button. Simple as that. Oh,
1: there's a little bit of a variable element though. When the fish goes for it and then pulls back, and then goes for yeah, it, and then, b- and then you, because you're so anxious to get the fish, you press A by accident, and it, you, yeah, you obviously get disappointed and the fish disappears, and you think, oh, that could have been the one fish that could have yeah. s- sealed my aquarium
0: well there was a there was a there was a legendary uh, the sealer camp wasn't there the the the, the biggest uh, fish worth loads and loads of money that would only occasionally turn up I think fish were seasonal as well so you could only catch different fish at different times of year same with the bugs um, screens and screens of fish and bugs butterflies uh, crawling creepy crawlies um, centipedes and spiders and very obviously uh, one of the things to do was to actually deliberately antagonize bees and then catch it as as they came towards you and stuff like that um, I really enjoyed all that stuff mm. you know it's like again that's sort of the idea that somebody like our correspondent Alex might say it, it was pointless I, I just don't see because a game hasn't got an end sequence doing stuff like that is no more or less pointless than any other entertainment pursuit it's it's what you make it is how much pleasure you get out of it. And
1: I think the collecting of the you know the fossils, the bees, and the fish and stuff, or all the, the creatures, should I say, it it fits the actual whole theme of the game. Like the game is so calm and sedate. It it feels like the perfect Sunday game. You're like oh, I've got a you know I've got I've got a day off, I've got off. It's Sunday. Let's just play some Animal Crossing. And if it had like I think if Animal Crossing had an ending, I, I don't know if I'd like that because then you'd feel like you'd have to strive for something. Like you, you'd you'd want to see the ending and not feel accomplished if you didn't see it, if you know what I mean. The fact that I would never saw any credits in Animal Crossing didn't bother me. Mm. It was sort of my own decision to stop playing it as opposed to me wanting Actually, to. Actually, there
0: were credits, weren't there, I think, wasn't it? During a Slider's yeah. song. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, which is you know, which is cool, it's a good place to have them but like I say, if there was an actual end game for Animal Crossing... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'd, no, there was, there was no end game. I don't game, think no. I'd
1: appreciate that. I think the game's no. pacing and style it no. suits the open-ended sort of relaxed nature
0: of it. Yeah, I think I think I'm the just, idea that every I'm
2: imagining what the endgame would actually be. You know, like uh, it could actually be quite cool if there was like an RTS and you had like villagers from another village coming like running in through your village trying to destroy it. Could work. <laughs> What's
0: happening? Uh, okay,
1: you you just right. you're just a bad person. You want to break into other people's towns and destroy their towns.
0: You you. Yeah, that's what you are. I sound a bit like Brutal Legend. There. It Turns into an RTS, and then it goes tits up. <laughs> um, now another thing I noticed: you mentioned uh, these. I'd kind of forgotten about these, which is terrible of me, because um, they're brilliant. Gyroids. They're the best thing. In the game. They're Gargett. the best
1: thing in
2: the game. It's those that's
1: are horrible the thing could, little bastards. They're the best. What? They're the best thing in the game. I they're amazing. Disgusting. <laughs> 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 I um know you don't. I'd forgotten what? all about these, and I don't know what happened, but my brain just sort of snapped and went, Gyroids, what are those things called? And I was Googling away, yeah. What are those dancing things called in Animal Crossing? And I bumped into, I think, called the Gyroid Symphony, and there was just literally 30 in a room, and they were all mm. perfectly in tune to make this amazing song. I could never do that because I'm not that way inclined in in the rhythmic department.
0: Like, That's one of the creative aspects of the game, isn't <clears> it? Actually making something out of your job rather than having a just sort of. Because the, they are always in rhythm with each other, yeah. but y- you would have to actually work out what each note was. Yeah,
1: and they're essentially dancing fire hydrants. Yeah,
0: they look a bit like cactuses. Yeah, like fire and they look
2: like the ca- cact. Yeah, uh, the
0: Yeah, from Final yeah, Final ca- eight. Yeah. yeah, actually, in lots, I think in several of the Final Fantasies, the, the they look look almost like they're in pain. <laughs>
1: yeah, the the mouth sort of in an O shape that look like they're actually gasping at all times and their eyes are always bright <laughs> wide open yeah. like they're on some sort of drug at all times just dancing away in your house It's yeah. do you
0: know how many did you find out how many there are while you were googling how many different ones
1: uh, I didn't know. I was just too busy absorbed in this symphony of music and I was just like oh, I, just, I just love a real life gyroid or you know ten in my house just dancing away I've, I think yeah. th- there's like a um, A merchandise store that Nintendo missed out on. Here, they sold plushes of Animal Crossing toys. No, absolutely, but little animated gyroids on my desk. sign me up.
0: So they each made, yeah, they each made a different noise or note, um, and they were different sizes, and they had different animations, and there were lots of them. Um, And you found them when normally when you were digging up stuff. As I yeah, you
1: see the the little crisscross pattern on the floor, and you know you get so excited because. People have said that you know, there's not much to do in Animal Crossing, really. When you, when you play it for a long period of time on a, on, you know, in a day, you get, gets to a point where you're just like, oh, what am I doing now in Animal Crossing? And then you see the little crossing in the sand, and you're like, that's what I'm doing. And you dig it up, and it's a gyroid. And you, you put it next to the other gyroids in your house. and It
0: doesn't go a of gyroid room. Oh,
1: yeah, it's, it's, a, it's essential for any Animal Crossing lover. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you stick it in there, and you think, how oh, is this going to work with the other gyroids? And again, like I said, like, much my town theme, was garbage, and my gyroid room was just a garbled mess of noise. But um, I quite liked it that way.
0: I was going to ask both of you about uh, how you kind of kept your house. So for me, it was... I kind of had... Um, I was I was not obsessive about collecting sets of furniture and theming the house, but what I was obsessed about um, was in a really mundane way, was making each room sort of theoretically livable in. So I, would, I did try to make a bathroom with bathroom things in it and a lounge with lounge things in it. But, of course, the main thing was for me, was I had a games room with like a foosball table and a pool table and all the Nintendo sort of tie-in stuff and all the NES games and all that sort of thing all in one place. What about you? Well, for me,
2: um, I suppose I should start off this little story by saying that I invited a villager around to my house.
0: Oh, of course, yeah, that's something you could do. So he says he would be
2: around at uh, 7 o'clock at night, so I turned on my DS at 7 o'clock at night. And he comes wandering at my house, and the first thing he says is, why have you got a toilet in your living room? (laughs) (laughs) Dan, did you? I did, and I've got no idea why I had a toilet in my living room, (laughs) apart from the fact that I thought it would be funny.
1: (laughs) It is quite funny, well done. But
2: uh, the main thing that I did with my house, um, I just did that for a laugh, obviously, but the main thing for me was, like, every room was themed differently, you know, like I'd have a little futuristic kind of room, and then another room that was, like, a lot more, like, old-style, like, wooden, uh, antiquated kind of furniture. And although, like, there wasn't much uh, thematic similarity between any of it, i just, like, being able to move from one room to another and just have this completely different vibe coming off it.
0: Yeah. I also yeah. Had,
2: a, I had a music room as well, so I had, like, uh, all my little instruments kind of piled up in the corner and... A couple of gyro lights in
0: as right. well. So. Yeah, there's tons and tons of sets of uh, styles of furniture and, and sort of themed sets of items and stuff like that, and you could, obviously, you could choose your wallpaper and flooring yeah, in each the room. the
2: wallpaper is probably the most important thing as far as the theme goes. It,
0: it's <laughs> Changing rooms <laughs> with Darren <laughs> Foreman. So yeah, no, you're, right. <laughs> you're quite right, though. Oh. Gargles, what about your house? <laughs> uh,
1: My house quality and design sort of was reflected of how the HRA, the you know the people who judge your house.
0: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. So there was a whole Feng Shui element, wasn't there? Yeah, um, yeah, okay. I I was, how did you get on with uh,
1: Terribly. I thought I was really good. I was like, yeah, that's going to go there, it's going to spin it round, flip it round, and put my chair there, it's going to be great. And the HRA would come along and go, yeah, your, ha- sure. your house is rubbish. I was I, like, ah.
2: Oh. I honestly thought you said that IRA already
0: <laughs> 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 they come random and <laughs> um, no, I'd, I'd forgotten about the HRA, uh, and I, I, su- I think one of the reasons that I gave up on the whole sort of trying, I think the HRA were programmed, as it were, to want you to do sets of things. It was mo- mostly about completing sets of stuff, wasn't yeah. it? So, uh, over a very long period of time, you could build up your catalogue at Tom Nooks uh, and just find stuff and get gifted stuff, so that you could complete rooms in with every item of the same theme, and then you get a good mark. But that didn't that, that sort that's of, playing
2: the entire game by someone else's rules, even if it's just temporarily. That's why I can't yeah. Afford it
0: yeah, but you know, it is again, it's another it is another of the game's many goals, and people talk about this game not having. You know, an end game. is actually full of m- small goals, micro goals. Collect all the fossils. Collect all the fish. Collect every bit of furniture. Collect all the dryroids. Have everybody in the village wearing your designs. You know that kind of thing.
2: Basically, it's an obsessive compulsive disorder kind of guy's absolute nightmare. It yeah, is
0: very much so. If you had yeah.
2: to get everything in every game that you played, and you played this, and especially if you didn't enjoy it and you just felt compelled to finish it, <laughs> holy shit, yeah. that would just be a nightmare.
0: Yeah, but you can bet that a lot of the people at Animal Crossing Community have done everything on every version. You know, seen every special event, been on every special day, collected every item of furniture, Mm -hmm. um, all of it. There's always people out there. Um, Talking of designs, uh, one of the things I didn't mention earlier was one one of the GBA features was the Able Sisters, but I can't quite remember what they did, but they they were something to do. Did
2: they come in and start sewing things and uh, doing up your hair? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they Little did, Hedgehogs, was that right? They were, they were, but I can't remember what the difference between the main game and the GBA sort of features were in that respect. Oh,
1: yeah, you could design your own patterns. Is that right on the GBA? I don't know if I'm making that yeah. up, but... No, you could yeah, design your own patterns. It's coming back to me now, yeah.
0: I think maybe you could just do more complex patterns on the GBA. Okay. Something like that. Um,
1: sort of like a cross-stitch... To, uh, was it cross-stitchy yeah. type have we, have looking? Are the GBA now?
0: Yes. yes. No, we're talking about the GBA on the, the original version. Ah.
2: I'm thinking about the
0: DS yeah. version there. Yeah, no, we're talking about the, the GBA link up on on the original. Yeah. Um, but yes, that, that would have carried over. Obviously, that functionality to the to the DS, but included rather than having to plug a GBA into a GameCube and that sort of thing. Uh, Now, my memory of designing was that I didn't particularly enjoy doing pixel pictures. But um, my initial thing, you you get to paint a town flag and do the town tune. So I did the town tune, um, which is the opening bars to Good Old Sussex by the Sea, which is uh, a traditional song of this area. And it's what Brighton Hove Albion come out to when they play football. And the flag obviously was blue and white stripes for Brighton Hove Albion. Um, And then I would apply that pattern in the shop uh onto one of the dummies in there and then over time you notice that people start wearing the pattern so ended up with town half wearing you know bright Novalbian shirts so that was pretty cool um there was one day though that i uh, had this neighbor called buck who was a sort of stubborn mule type of character um and as i was passing one day I, he wanted to speak to me or something or i just spoke to him can't remember how it worked um and he said, oh, I've got this game for you. Do you want to play a game with me? And uh, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but it was the sort of equivalent of I'm, I've got, you know, I think it's like I've got both my hands held behind my back, which one's the money in or something. Um, not quite like that, though, because w- however the game plays out, he ended up taking like, a load of bells off of me. <laughs> so um, one of the things you can do in Animal Crossing is erect a, re- is a sign. So I put up a sign outside his house which said "Buck is a thief." <laughs> Capitals uh, exclamation so mark. So the
2: game was basically like to put your hands in your pocket, bo- uh, your hands behind your back. while he reached into your pockets and stole your money?
0: I think <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. I really can't remember. If it was ten years ago. Just but, before you said uh, that, I was
2: tempted to say, "Like, is this Buck from Far Cry 3? And it sounded as though <laughs> it might have actually been like a precursor to him.
0: <laughs> it could be. Um, so anyway, I put this sign up outside uh, outside Buck's house. I kind of felt bad because I didn't really hate Buck, but I just like I felt a bit uh, Buck you know I was trying to save up
2: you. not what about it?
0: Exactly. I was trying to save up bells for my um for my mortgage. Um but then after a while I realized that I had this design knocking about now because you've still got it on your sort of palette sort of thing and your templates. So I decided to put it on the in the shop and uh, and so it wasn't Long before half the villagers were wearing "Buck is a Thief" T-shirts, <laughs> and uh, and then of course soon after that, Buck moved, Yeah,
2: <laughs> walking around calling him that motherbucker.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that was a sad time. Um, He's done
2: it on himself. You've got none to worry about there.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyone else get busy with the designing tools, or is that no?
1: Now, nah, mum was basically just go into the um the flag editing thing, make it into Yoshi eggs, which is just green circles, and then um have some sort of broken version of the Mario tune because I'm tone deaf when it comes to creating music. It was mm. and then every time you spoke to someone you just hear your slightly off-key Mario intro tune. And you're like, "Oh, oh, oh I'm yeah. such an idiot." <laughs> or like, you know, you bump it you go into the bank and it has like a different themed version. Like except so when you talk to the big or buck character like it be like a bass Basically, type tune, uh, but when you go to talk to like a, a quaint little female poodle animal, it'd be like really high-pitched and squeaky. But yeah, it was always off-key for me, and I just, just made me feel like an idiot.
0: I was pretty proud of my uh, Good Old Sussex by the Sea um, tune, it was pretty spot on. Yeah.
2: Did any of you guys have donate to Boondocks and the DS version?
0: Yeah, all the time. Uh, nothing ever came of it. You just so, get feathers. Yeah. You
2: literally just get feathers as far as I can recall
0: so yeah this was um, yeah going to the post office was a, a daily occurrence yeah. uh, in Animal Crossing so in in the Gamecube one you would pretty much be posting off uh, fossils mostly up to five letters at a time but in the in the DS version yeah so it, it, there was like a an option at the counter to essentially give money to the poor which is sort of quite a. it was actually quite a, a relatively sort of Something that might bring you out of the complete happy-go, you know, happy-silly fantasy of the game by actually suggesting...
2: Yeah, it was quite an amusing letter to get for a start, though, because um, it tells you that their... Basically, their staple diet is uh, grilled cheese, but they can't afford <laughs> cheese or bread, so they've kind of got to eat dirt instead. <laughs> and
0: they can't afford ketchup to make it taste better, so they will just really dump. poor. <laughs> Yeah, it's a kind of a strange thing to put in, but I'm not sure. It's the if, translation, if you know, were...
2: like the translation does do great work of being amusing, even with uh, yeah. even when you're kind of like describing such a condition as like absolute poverty.
0: Was the, was the? Point, do you think there was an actual point that Nintendo were making that you give this, you give your bells to charity, and you kind of get no reward other than the sense that you've done it, and maybe they're you know just saying actually that's you know that that is how it is, and that's a good thing to do. That's pretty matter, but know. yeah.
1: As long as they got their cheese and bread yep. made, made me feel
0: yeah. good, you know I, I, I pretty much lived on the like cheese and toast into, for ten denied years denied
2: into a cult Only you don't get weirdos around your house
0: Yeah, I was always I, I reckon, I mean, again I'm sure it's out there on a wikia or Animal Crossing community There might be a massive payoff To, to, the, to the whole Boondocks thing um, I don't know It
2: does change its name well, It gets changed to Bundopolis, um, After a certain amount of time But okay. beyond that like There seem to be no actual
0: reward <laughs> um, and I do also recall having a gold statue erected to myself which is based on your character <laughs> in the first game is that is that when you pay off your mortgage everything the final mortgage payment possibly
1: hmm, I can't remember I, just, I remember the gold axe and the gold spade and the gold yeah. one. I don't ever. I probably wasn't worthy of a gold statue, to be honest. But yeah, I don't remember seeing one.
0: That was that was again. That's some really good RPG style gamey stuff that's in there, which is the unbreakable items, uh, and they all require different techniques to to get, don't they? So uh, planting a, a golden tree in a particular place. Yeah.
1: it's when you put the money in the soil isn't it you, you bury right. the bells bury and there's a chance mm. of it sprouting into something magical
0: yeah it's a monetary
1: isn't it yeah probably
0: I, I have a feeling that each item took a different technique that's yeah. right yeah if you
1: uh, bury your axe I think in a certain spot oh, I can't remember hatchet, it's all yeah. yeah.
0: it's all out there but it was again just there is you know the idea that there isn't anything to I've heard, do there's I've loads forgot, do, Was there
2: cross pollination while you were uh, planting flowers
0: yeah, um, no, Could flowers flowers could get trampled on, couldn't they, or or dug up, but yeah, planting flowers, I don't think so, I don't think they actually grew in themselves, but you could plant trees and then they would either take um, or not, and then, yeah, if they grew fruit, you shake the tree, grab the fruit, and then sell it, plant it, eat it eat it for no reason that's why I always <laughs> yeah. like it's one of those games where you can eat stuff like but it doesn't matter if... because you're mental yeah.
1: just yeah I'll eat a flower why not
0: <laughs> could you eat flowers I don't know I don't know okay,
1: okay. Uh, in, in my animal crossing like in my head probably yeah <laughs> I just go and eat, eat someone's flower bed <laughs> and run away
0: <laughs> <laughs> well flour, there are some edible flowers I've had them with Miss salad in restaurants <sighs> before. quite tasty surprisingly <laughs> so souffle yeah so, uh, surprisingly, for a game in which nothing happens and there's no story, we're coming towards the end of our time. But uh, let's have our three word reviews first of all. Let's take one each, starting with Foreman
2: Zephyr Light, Mr. Rossetti's Rage,
1: Cat Free Internet, <clears throat> Forever in Debt.
0: <laughs> and the third and final one comes from uh, Idol Michael Fox of uh, Joypod and the little metal dog show Screw You, Rossetti! So yeah, people remember Mr. Rossetti, if nothing else about this game. So, uh, Animal Crossing: New Leaf, or again, the Japanese get the better name as ever. Animal Forest: Jump Out. Um, out in June in in, in
1: America, June ninth.
0: Okay, and soon Not after Thursday. over
1: here. Uh, five enough. days after. Really? Five days after. Yeah, fourteenth of June.
2: Cool. That's surprising because I was expecting another like year-long wait. Felt it was. Translated into every language
0: available. I guess they've already been working on that. Uh, in fact, it must be done because we're yeah. now or, or near enough because we're in we're in nearly in April. So uh, it has been out in Japan since when? I don't actually remember. Oh,
1: I think it was something like November, J- late last it year. Was, definitely,
0: it was November. Yes, uh, and it's already out in Korea. I remember committed. seeing screen, screenshots,
2: I remember seeing photographs mm. of very cold Japanese gentlemen queuing around the block to get
0: their hands on it. Really? Fantastic. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a hit, I understand. Sorry, yes. I, I don't have sales figures, but I gather it's done very well. Um, good news for the 3DS, um, and good news for Animal Crossing fans. Now, I don't know what... I, I've seen like a, a video or two. It looks like they've refined some things. The graphics look nicer than the DS version, obviously. Um, I intend to get it. I do. I think. I think the time. You know, it's now. Uh, it's sort of seven years since I was playing the DS version, which I played for not as long as the GameCube version, but still several months. I think I played the GameCube version pretty much every day, or you know, with with the odd one missed for best part of two years. Uh, DS version probably lasted about five months, maybe six months. This one, I think I think it's time to go back to it. The 3DS feels like the right home for this franchise, and I feel like the name New Leaf, I know that's the Western name, uh, feels like maybe an admission that the Wii version wasn't all that.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the phrase turning a new leaf mm. springs to mind. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'm very interested in the 3DS version. Uh, if the social side, the multiplayer thing, is more accessible mm. to your friends list. Like, if I could just... Yeah. If, if you're playing and, I'm, you know, you're... You're wide open. I can come jump in and have a good have a good rummage. <laughs>
0: it's a bit fruity, um, and that's probably what you'll be doing as well. Getting mm. hold of some of my delicious peaches,
1: mate. i to have the best bananas if you want to trade. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: we will definitely do that. I hope. Mm. Um, yeah, are you going to pick it up? Sorry, oh,
1: sorry. I was going to say it, it's really weird because I I have such mixed feelings on the series. Like I re- recording this podcast, like, I've been muting my mic, just cracking up laughing because remembering about it is just it's really funny to think back on all the stuff we've done. But then I look at the weed situation and think, oh, do I want to do that again?
0: Mm. Mm.
1: But I'm really interested in New Leaf
0: slash Jump Out. Definitely, I think it's been long enough, uh, yeah. and, and well, I'm optimistic. What do you reckon, Foreman?
2: Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. i I'd, I'd especially like it if I was able to join your games without you knowing. And yes or can I just can just appear slightly out eye shot so you'd be able to see me flickering <coughs> in the background
0: digging up your <laughs> just, flowers
2: just basically like you'd be planting a row of uh, like just these beautiful flowers and then you would move off to go fishing and then you'd come back
0: and it would just be a wasteland or a, co- or a big corpse <laughs> you would see me with a daffodil
2: sticking out my mouth <laughs> <you
0: know? laughs> <laughs> yeah, a cartoon hijinks and tomfoolery would be very welcome. Imagine if you could... And there are obvious reasons why this won't be the case and, and why it can't happen, but imagine if you could visit your friend's town when they're not there, when they're not even playing it, but it still saves to their game because it's server-side save. So... Obviously, it would be a disaster because you could totally wreck. But maybe they could. I don't know. They could. They could. Uh, obviously, the game's finished. It's out. None of this is happening. But
2: that's the thing. I mean, I think you could easily. Well, you would need servers, of course. unless yes. have, If they weren't uh, done, done. But you could easily have that work without being annoying by just having like little snapshots that you could revert to, if someone's come in and just destroyed everything. Yeah. It's got, yeah. Like you wake up, like and it's like a little dream sequence, and then you see everything that's happened, <laughs> and then you could choose to wake up to this new reality or. It could just be a horrible dream and like it goes back to the old safe state.
0: Or how about a system where you you can visit anyone's town but you can you have there's a limit there's a time limit or a limit to the amount of things you can interact with, as in a number. So if you if you elect to dig up five flower beds, that's it, you can't do anything else. But you could do re- you know, you could do really funny, creepy things like rearrange somebody's front room or something like that and but without destroying, you know, their their two hundred hours of of save a, game, something like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, or a racket a bit just outside their house.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gyroids everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm I'm keen. I I don't expect it. I know it's called New Leaf, and I and I expect it to be better than the Wii version. I don't expect it to kind of you know, like be one of the greatest games of all time. But I hope that it will at least charm me to the point that I feel like turning it on every, like t- for 20 minutes every day just to like I used to, to dig up weeds and, and see who's there and what's going on and stuff so in that case, uh, let us summarise um, in your summary, include whether you'd recommend either picking up an older version of the game or, or holding off for the new one or just not, n- n- not going anywhere near Animal Crossing at all, Darren F to start
2: yeah, I mean, if I was recommending this game to someone else, I would recommend that they wait for the upcoming three D version, which obviously it hasn't been translated. There's no reviews for it right now, but it's going to have a more active social scene, and I'd at least assume that it would be the the latest and greatest version of the series. If you're not too bothered about being in the here and now, you know, being able there trade with friends and all the rest of it. You could easily go back and pick up a copy on the on the DS or play the original GameCube version on N sixty four if you go back that far, and you should still have a, a good time as long as this kind of game appeals to you. There's no denying that it's a very, I assume you'd assume it would be a niche audience, but I mean it sold millions of copies worldwide, and part of, part of the reason of that is because it's so unique. It's a game that you can dip into for fifteen minutes at a time, and basically just bullshit with neighbors or like paint your room or just to redecorate your own uh, your own flat, even though there is like an overreaching goal and the fact that you've got to pay back your uh, mortgage there's there's never any rush you know everything can be done at your own pace um about the only real pressing constraint is the inevitable march of time if you don't play regularly, weeds will grow people will move and it's just, it really is a game that you can enjoy playing it from day to day and usually when you get bored of it, it's a clean cut you know, because you'll not play it for a week at a time and then all of a sudden going back into the game is just too much work, you know, like the entire place is a, a, a battlefield of weeds you don't know anyone and just the magic goes when it goes so it's probably not going to be a game that lasts forever for you but I would recommend checking it out if the idea appeals at all. The day-to-night cycle is fantastic, the passing of the seasons, it just feels so different when you're in the middle of spring compared to during the heavy snowstorms in in the winter. Now, one of the problems when recommending uh, Animal Crossing is that it's such a unique series, such a unique franchise. I can't think of any games in the same vein. Which means, if I was recommending a first-person shooter to you, like you can go through Bulletstorm and Halo and Battlefield and compare and contrast the reasons why you might like them. With this one, since it's standing pretty much by itself, you really do have to take that plunge. Um, If you could find it cheap, that would obviously be the best way to try it out if you're not sure about it. Um, Otherwise, I would wait for the 3DS game, see how the reviews are, see if you can get your hands on it in a store, and if if it interests you, go for it.
0: Yeah, uh, as I say, I have enormous fond memories of the first game, or the first game as as far as we knew, um, the GameCube one, uh, and it's a it. You do have to go into it thinking of it as a as a different pursuit. Um, I I absolutely refute the idea that Animal Crossing is kind of has less point to it than any other game. It's just that the points are rather different. Um, it is a slow burn. you are likely to play this game for twenty minutes a day for six months or or a year or longer whereas another game you might play it for six hours for three days and then never play it again that's part of its appeal that's part of its charm. It is different um, if you don't find the look of it the characters if you don't find the characters cute if you don't find that very stylized world if you don't find the idea of existing in a very sort of simplistic uh, world I think you know there is an element of escapism with it It you know it is a even though there are nods to real world concerns like you know giving money to the poor and um, having a mortgage and stuff like that it's actually more about just doing the fun things in life like you know frolicking around catching butterflies and <laughs> stuff like that um, and that really appeals to me but um, yeah it's definitely not a game that you're going to play for like you know more than maybe an hour and a half maximum at a time probably less most of the time but it keeps on rewarding you and if you're creative particularly like if you are somebody who gets into the pattern painting and stuff like that um, and obviously with with the new versions you can share those things online and stuff like that there's loads to do there is there is absolutely tons to do the idea there's not much to do in animal crossing is, is a is completely false there's tons to do it's just you need to sort of think about how much of it you'll actually want to do um but yes i would say uh check out see see how how the 3ds version does in reviews but um that's probably the one to go for if it if it looks like it might interest you finally darren gargles garget
1: yeah uh, i'd say maybe like to do some youtube research on how the game looks and feels because you can straight away you get the vibe of animal crossing in in you know in a, in a 10 second video i guess like that's what it is for the whole time you're playing it's sort of like a top downish sort of perspective on a cute town and yeah i i really really enjoy animal crossing but in equal measures i find it slightly tedious and frustrating mm-hmm. <laughs> like there are, there are a lot of things like i said with the the ui it bugged me that it was a bit it was a bit rubbish basically in in the both versions that I've played and interacting with your your buddies around you while it's fun at first it sort of gets a bit tedious after a while and but for the most part it's fun and satisfying and sort of cathartic building up a you know collection of fossils and stuff Um, I would definitely recommend the the series if you like things like The Sims Harvest Moon I've always seen it as Nintendo's take on The Sims you know it's sort of like you, you you turn it on and you just interact with the people around you and see what happens to your your life. I, I, you know, I personally think it's better than The Sims because you get the the fireworks on you know certain days mm. and the, the events the events are really what makes it. And mm. the, the DS it was sort of like the, the Nintendo had a lot of games on the DS where they were built around turning your machine on for twenty minutes, like Brain Age. Take your test every day to make you smarter. And I think Animal Crossing Nintendo fits in really well.
0: well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Nintendo's where you, know, you, you scrub your dog on the... Oh, sorry, my cat's going
0: Speaking crazy. of s- scrubbing your dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, like I said, Nintendo have, have these games where you turn them on for 20 minutes at a time, like Brain Age and Nintendogs and the Sudoku game or whatever. And I think Animal Crossing fits in perfectly with that audience. I think it was the Touch Generation, they called it. That mm-hmm. little little family logo on the side of the...
0: They did, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it's, it's the perfect brand for that game. Like it may be also known as the casual badge on, the, on the, the DS games, but I think that's fine I think it's fine for just to chill out every now and again and just fish for some tyres or a can on a beach
2: It's also, conversely, one of the most hardcore games you can get if you really try to dig into those balls
0: Yeah, that is true yeah. thanks fellas um, be interesting to hear back as I say it's, it's, it's we sort of struggled not struggled but we didn't get a, a ton of correspondence on this but I'd be interested to hear come by the forum canarince.com slash forum if you are an Animal Crossing super fan I'd love to hear from somebody who's um, totally enthused about the game and can't wait for New Leaf and stuff like that now here it comes play along with Kane rinse Volume 2 here we go all the way up until issue 100 and the end of Volume 2 deep breath from me get your pens and papers ready and write down what games you need to buy <laughs> and play in the next six months or so the ones we already know about Grand Theft Auto 4 and the episodes from Liberty City Dark Souls Metro 2033 and XCOM Enemy Unknown and then after that The start of our next series, a trilogy series, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Then Shin Megami Tensei, Persona 4. Uh, Then, rather off the beaten track, with a Tale of Tales show that will include games such as The Path the Graveyard, Fatal, and, excuse my pronunciation, Biento Lette then it's uncharted 2 among thieves following that finally our first ever driving game albeit a slightly odd one driver san francisco the classic castlevania symphony of the night and i also intend to talk generally about 2d castlevanias in that show Uh, we'll round off the uncharted season with uncharted 3 drake's deception we may talk a little about the vita version but it doesn't get its own show sorry uh, the mind-bendingness of Phil Fish's Fez and the mind-bendingness of Gearbox's alias <laughs> Colonial Marines <laughs> after that uh, then Dishonored because me and Tony are both desperate to have the excuse to play it then comes the Minecraft show with Darren Gargett here after that we're going to do this year's Tomb Raider but I would imagine that will also feature a certain amount of discussion about Tomb Raider's past uh, then it's El Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron. After that, at the request of Darren Foreman here, we're going to do DMC Devil May Cry. After that, at the request of Darren Foreman. Actually, he didn't request yes, I don't. it, but I'm sure he'll be on. Th- yes, he did. I Uh I'm sure. He- I know you do. Yeah. Deadly Premonition. Uh, which that show is about two months after the director's cut comes out, so everyone will have had a time to catch up to, uh, with it, catch up with it if they only have a PS3 and haven't played it before. Next up, a good one for gargles here. It's Star and Lilac Wars, or Star Fox and Star Fox Sixty Four. Yeah. If you're not from the UK, then Tom Clancy's Splinter, Splinter Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory, uh, Fahrenheit, and Indigo Prophecy starts our two-game Quantic Dream series. Uh, which is sure to spark arguments among the team finally the game we've mentioned in virtually every podcast but have not covered it's Super Meat Boy uh, Alain Noir to sort of coincide with around the time that GTA 5 will be coming out then it's Double Fine's classic Psychonauts and to round off Volume 2 issue 100 will be the controversial divisive Heavy Rain there you go that keep you busy we have quick rinse videos courtesy of these chaps here and Josh if you can get his equipment sorted as well uh, you can find them on the blog canandrince.com and on the YouTube channel canandrince we have a Twitter account of course at canandrince follow us we have a Facebook page facebook.com slash and of course please support us by subscribing reviewing and or rating us on iTunes check out our periodical that's an iBook on the iBook store Apple Store place thing. Apple Shop? What's it called? (laughs) App Store. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, check out our Canaan Rinse Minecraft server as run by Mr. Ting. It's a marvellous place. Uh, Join the Canaan Rinse community and have your say on the forum, slash forum. As I say, uh, thanks, my thanks go to Darren and Darren, Foreman and Gargett, A and B, 1 and 2. Uh, My name's Leon Cox, and we'll leave you with the cool, smooth sounds of KK Slider. Nice.